Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB, online, on the app and on your smart speaker... Following on, Ashes Inquest on Talk Sport. What a performance. Well, good evening from Leeds and what a performance and what a day it's turned out to be for England. Uh, We didn't think we were going to get any play whatsoever for much of the day, but the ground staff worked miracles And England's bowlers picked up the baton that was left for them as they made their way off the field. Quarter to five before we saw any action. But when uh, the play uh, resumed, uh, we got exactly that. England could not have dreamt for better bowling conditions. And and, uh, they took advantage immediately. Uh, The wickets of Mitchell Marsh and Alex Carey both going the way of Chris Wokes. Mark Wood bouncing out Mitchell Stark and uh, Pat Cummins uh, caught behind the score at that point. 170 for eight. The lead was under 200 if England could only just wrap up the last two wickets. But instead, Travis ahead, well, he counterattacked in much the same way that Ben Stokes did uh, yesterday. And uh, he really dragged his side to what they will feel is a defendable total, but one that England certainly would have taken at the lunch break yesterday when they were uh, seven down and still 120 adrift of Australia's first inning score. This game has gone one way, then the next, and it could have gone back the way of Australia. A chance uh, late in the day, Ben Duckett edging low to Steve Smith in the slip cordon, just bouncing short. There was a couple of other hairy moments along the way, but here we find ourselves as uh, the crowd that stuck around here all day make their way away from the ground. England 27 without loss. They need 224 runs tomorrow if they are to claw one back in this Ashes series. And the big question, Steve Harmison, is are they going to do it? Oh, they've got to do it. They've got to do it. The way they've come out and batted tonight. Good positive intent. You know, excellent from Crawley and Duckett. They've not so much looked to score and be on the front foot like we've seen, you know, in the past. They've just, they've, they've hit good cricket shots. And that's the pleasing thing for me. Zach Crawley left a couple of balls outside off stump, off Mitchell Stark. You know, Pat, Pat Cummins got a bit straight on um, 
on Ben Duckett. And what a beautiful shot that was. Straight back down the ground. It was a fantastic cricket shot. So they've played good cricket shots without taking massively undue risks. Um, and 250, I'd have took that. I really would. Anything north of 270, 275, I thought, was a real big ask against this bowling attack. Um, but I said on our WhatsApp group a little bit earlier, if England don't win from here, um, obviously you see them getting beat 5-0, but I'm not saying they deserve to get beat 5-0, but they've had so many chances in this series. And this was a great chance. The overhead when they came out to bowl and then the sun came out when they started batting. Everything's just been aligned in this three test match so far. And, you know, England will feel as though how on earth are we 2-0 down? And if this goes to 3-0, well, I'm not sure England can have any complaints because they've had a lot of things go their way so far in this series. Um, and unfortunately, you know, they're in the position they're in. But I think... 250, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really positive that we can, we can go on and win this game. Yeah, we were talking on our WhatsApp group throughout the day. I, I felt 225 was a score. Uh, you went a little bit higher than that. Sam Ellard was around 270, I think. But either way, I mean, England would have taken this when they at lunch yesterday. 142 for seven. We were all down in the dumps. We thought the Ashes was over and everyone was going to start talking about football again. And and yet here we are, thanks to Ben Stokes with the bat and Mark Wood. Uh, terrific bowling last night from Wood again. Ali uh, taking two key wickets. And it's just that man again, Chris Wokes, who just nobody talked about in the lead-up to this Test match. And he's, uh, he's done it for England. He bowled a nine-over spell this evening. He took those two early wickets, which absolutely set the tone. He took wickets in the first innings as well. He's got 100 wickets in England now, I think, and an average of around 19. And uh, let's give the man some love, shall we? Absolutely. I thought he was he was fantastic. He pitched the ball up, got the ball to bounce off a good length. And that's a little bit me. Crit I'm going to be critical of the, the, the tactics of England at the end when they went at Travis Head. But I thought the way Chris Wokes and Mark Wood especially, you know, from... And it's different. It's a lot easier for Chris Wokes to pitch the ball up, get the ball to bounce off a good length when you've got somebody bowling 95 mile an hour rockets at the other end. Um, but, you know, to, to the way he's gone and the way his career, you know, a little change over the course of the last 12 months after they've been in the West Indies, the debacle of the West Indies, um, he never lets you down, does Chris Wokes. You know, he didn't with a bat and then obviously with a ball as well. So he's got England back into the game and it's now over to the batters to come out, come out, come out and get this 224 to take it 2-1. Let's hear the thoughts of the former England batter and talk sport to commentator Mark Butcher uh, discussing what could happen to Ben Stokes if he won't be able to bowl. But first, he talks about the big topic of the series, Johnny Bairstow or Ben Folks as England's wicket-keeper batter. Before the series started, before any of the, the, the squads were announced, obviously that, that was always going to be a big, big talking point, was what was going to happen, Ben Folks and Johnny Bairstow. Now, I, I've said all along that I would have kept Folks inside and that the way that I would have done it would have been that if, if, if Brooke was the man that had to come in and play, don't forget England's team um, during the course of last summer um, had Bairstow at five, not keeping wicket, Folks at seven, Folks the straight man in the batting lineup, if you like, at seven and, and, and master wicket keeper. But if Brooke had to play, then I, then I would have put him up as an opener and, and left everything else as it was. I think what, what has happened is that in making... In bringing Brook in at five, losing folks, moving Johnny Bairstow, there, there are lots of changes to something that was working very, very well. Now, there is something, there's another part to all of this, and that is Ben Stokes' body, Ben Stokes' knee. 
Now, they were very careful not to sort of like talk about that in a, in a negative way in the lead up to the series, perhaps because of, you know, psychological edges and all that kind of stuff. But the more it goes on, the more you can tell that basically that the decision to play Johnny Bairstow as an all-rounder was because Ben Stokes cannot play mm-hmm. a full part as an all-rounder. You know, and, and had perhaps they been more honest about that from the very beginning, you know, you, you, there, are, there, are, there are other ways that you could have kept Ben folks in the side but it would have compromised on England's ability to then put a balanced attack out on the field. So basically, Ben Folkes is, is not in the team because Ben Stokes can't play his part as an all-rounder. And of course, the chances, as more and more chances go down and, and Johnny gets sort of digs himself more and more into a hole mm-hmm. and um, he, his batting follows the pattern that it has done throughout his career, which is basically that in innings two, three and four of a test match in which Johnny Besto is kept in, in the first innings of a game, he doesn't, his batting performance mm-hmm. falls off a cliff. Um, and so, you know, you've got the double whammy of Johnny spurning chances, but also not being the batter that he was for us at number five last year. And that is, uh, th- there's an issue there, isn't there? To answer your question, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how they can change it. I don't see how, the, 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 in order to be able to field five bowlers, in order to be able to cover for the fact that Ben Stokes can't bowl, in order also to stick to their guns and say we weren't wrong in the first place, I, don't see them, I honestly don't see them changing it for the next one, whether they should do or not. The future for England, are you worried at all about, about Ben? You know, I think we've all been a little bit unsure mm. about how serious this knee injury is. Look, mm. he's striking the ball well, we can clearly see that, but, but you, you know a lot more about cricket than me. But when I watch him in the field bush, yeah. you know, at times it looks like he's struggling to walk. Mm. You know, I don't know if you, but are you, are you worried about Ben Stokes moving forward and his availability for England, his ability to play for England. I, I think I think it'll take a heck of a lot for him not to, to take the field as captain of this team. I think he'd have to he would literally have to be like the like the Black Knight and Monty Python <laughs> and, and uh, an arm or a leg off. But it might be that you know at this time in his career that the being an all rounder becomes something that's just not viable for him. In which case, as a batter, he could easily hold down a number three spot. Could he open? As far as I'm concerned, no. I, I, but I think number three is probably the, is the right. It would be a place that he could play and bat with no difficulty whatsoever. And then, and then, and then that kind of allows you to sort of sort of play the keeper and, and sure. kind of and field a really strong middle order as well. So, um, you know, that might, that might be a conversation that he has once all of this is done, um, and once the sort of once we can get a little bit of clarity as to the uh, the full extent of this knee injury. And, um, yeah, you talked about those tactics, uh, Harmy, towards the back end of the innings. They were a little bit similar to what we saw at the back end of Edgbaston in the second innings as well. And um, it, it was frustrating. Australia, 170 for eight, and they managed to put on another 54 runs for the last two wickets. You never have a perfect innings. So there's always moments you look back on and regret. But here we are at the end of, uh, you know, a, a truncated day. But for the second time in the series, so much has been going on. We've spoken about Chris Wokes. Um, uh, but what about Stuart Broad? I thought he was bowling beautifully. And then he was taken off and Mark Wood brought in. Did did uh, did Ben Stokes just get a little bit too excited with the occasion, do you think? Um, possibly. I, I think the right move was to bring Mark Wood on. I thought he possibly was going to, he would have put Stuart Broad to the other end. But I think Wokes just kept getting better and better. He looked more dangerous as it was going on by pitching it up. I think once you got Stark in and then Commons and beyond, you have to have, you have to have Mark Wood on. You you. you Tailenders don't like Pierce. You know they're there for a re- they're down there for a reason. So because of that, I think the right thing was to take him off. My question: the tactics would be from Ben Stokes, and again at the back end of the Edgebaston Test match, we kept persevering with the short ball. 
when Stuart Broad was very, very effective, especially to the left-handers when he came back on. He got the ball to bounce. And if you looked at the wickets in that in that sort of small session, Mitch Marsh got a ball that bounced. You know, just just took the under edge. Carey got one that bounced that went back onto the stumps. Murphy got one that sort of bounced and nipped away off, off Broad. And then you seen Duckett. Even when uh, England came out to bat, he got one rear off the off the sort of off his glove, and you're thinking, why couldn't we not just go back to that, you know, pitch up tactics, try and get him to nick off, and he wants to try and slog it from that end, then it, it'll be a lot easier than you know bowling that short ball. So I'd question England's tactics at the back end of the the innings. Um, from Ben Stokes and the rest of the team and why England have gone to that short ball, which potentially cost them another 25 runs. Mm, yeah, it, it may not be important at the end of the game. Let's hope it isn't. But yeah, it was a strange passage of play. Um, and let's hope it's not one that costs England. We were just talking about Chris Wokes. Now, we had a really bizarre moment uh, about a month and a half ago. It was ahead of the Ireland Test match, England against Ireland at Lords. And Chris Wokes was uh, spoke to the media two days out of the test match and uh, he spoke at length about various uh, aspects uh, including his uh, his fear that at one point he'd, he thought he'd never represent England in a test match again the feeling coming from it was that he was going to play Ireland and then 20 minutes well no probably wasn't 20 minutes later but by six o'clock that evening it was announced that Josh Tong was going to uh, make his international debut all very strange Anyway, uh, let's have a little listen to what he had to say then because it's just as important and it's just as relevant then as it is now. I suppose those sort of doubts do run through your mind a little bit. It's just, I suppose, that's part and parcel of professional sport. If you know, if you, whether it be form, injury, or whatever it is, there's always someone knocking on the door or um, you know, younger players ready to, ready to come in. So it's part and parcel of being at the top of your sport. But you know, it was great to see the guys go so well. Obviously, some of the boys or majority of the team still had gone through some tough times as well in the test team so to see them playing with a smile on the face and playing the brand that they were and winning games of cricket was fantastic to see as well well i bet it's even more fantastic to have weighed in with uh, wickets of your own chris wokes um who has uh, more than played his part um in uh, in both innings uh, you'll probably feel a little bit disappointed about how it went with the bat but three for 73 in first innings and Australia's second innings, three for 68. Job done. Um, we've still got plenty more to come on uh, this uh, shortened following on Ashes Inquest. If you want to get involved, uh, text us 81089 or uh, call us on 03717 Is it now time for uh, Basball? Is it going to be Basball tomorrow that's going to see England home or do they just play it sensibly? Two days left. They don't have to do anything rash. Um, uh, how would you go about this uh, victory target, which is a tantalising one, 224 runs away? You are listening to Following On Ashes Inquest on TalkSport. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Hitting you for six with Top Order Cricket Conversation. Following on Ashes Inquest on TalkSport 2. We've had uh, plenty of reaction to uh, the third day's test match here at Headingley. Uh, Nathan White uh, says, well, that was good. Did the groundsman orchestrate the weather? Uh, Something tells me it won't be straightforward tomorrow. Still 50-50 for me. Come on, England. Mark Dew says, another brill session of test cricket. Heart-pumping stuff. Love it. And Danny Fells says, too close to call. Glad we're not 18 for two overnight, though. And, uh, Harmy, it was so important, wasn't it, that uh, England got through to stumps without losing a wicket? Yeah, and it was and it was good batting as well, and it was so important because we seen I think it was Crickviz said 66 percent before England started batting, and all of a sudden you look at 18 for two like they were in the first innings, and that gets under 40, and then you you do start to panic, especially with the Ashes on the line. So I thought Ben Ducker and Zach Crawley were positive in their movements, which is great. It's always a good sign. They weren't any hesitation they weren't reckless they weren't playing massively away from their body even though uh, Pat, you know in that first over Pat Cummins' first ball was arrowing into middle stump and uh, Zach Crawley clipped it to to you know, I think it was deep square leg and then in the same you know two balls later he's bowled a good ball to to Ben Duckett from around the wicket which again probably would have would have hit the stumps if it if it had gone through to the pad, um, and been in front of all three. Um, then you got it down to fine leg, and that positivity and movement will stand them in good stead tomorrow. Because as again Zach Crawley, looking to be positive, he left two or three balls off Mitchell Stark in a position which has normally got him into trouble. So that for me, you know, if he comes out with that mentality tomorrow morning, it gives England a great chance. Laura, the Liverpool fan, says uh, loving the show. Great to uh, hear from you, Laura. Glad you're enjoying it. Um, She says, I just hope that we play a bit more sensibly tomorrow. We still have two full days of play. This bar is full, I think, at times and has actually cost us the series. Just play sensibly. Even if you take it one run at a time, get the run rate and then just take it from there. Play it sensibly. What do you guys reckon to that, Harmy? (laughs) Honestly, Laura, I'd love you to go and say that into the England dressing room. I really would. (laughs) Could you imagine that? I really would love you to go and say that. Unfortunately, this lot don't do that. They've got... 
Look, they've got probably things to do about three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and I think England will go and try and play the way they've normally played. And like I said before, to show the same intent um, and be sort of execution and selection a lot better than they have done in crucial uh, pressurised situations so far in this series, then I think England will be fine. The worry for me is if they start being reckless when the ball's at sh- bowling short and there's men on the line, all of a sudden we could come down to the same situation we had at Lords, where we rested on one man in Ben Stokes. And I'm not sure. I think he's. Used, I'm not saying he's used up all his luck and he's used up all his greatness of you know, prowess of the way he's played in this series so far. I think somebody else has to stand up and be counted and take responsibility in this team and not leave it to the captain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the English scorecards over the last two innings, there's only Stokes who's gone past 30 twice. Um, ben Duckett in second innings at Lords and Zach Crawley in first innings here. So, you know, you can't just be leaving it to Stokes every single time. Uh, Australia left it to Travis Head a little bit, though, didn't they? How did you assess how he went about his innings, especially when you consider there was a kind of school of thought that said he couldn't take on the short ball? He took it on today. Yeah, there's there's been a lot made of um, the way Travis has played the short ball. And he's, I thought he played it again. He he looked as though he played it. Actually, he looked worse than he actually played it. I thought he played it very, very well. But he just gets into some horrible positions. And you can see why England go down the short ball route. But uh, do you know what? Travis Head has played some unbelievable innings in the last two Ashes series. And I just wrote down here, when England got the 251 as Travis Head's walking off, if this is if this is a winning innings, is this the best one he's played? Because he shepherded the tail. He got... He got the the uh, the target from under 200 to over 250. Um, yeah, he, he didn't get 100, but I tell you what, if Australia go on to win the Ashes in this very contest, I think that's the best innings Travis Head has played in recent times for Australia. Not the number, but the actual way he went about it. If you put an Australian baggy green on, if you're part of the media over there and looking at how Australia have gone about things in this test match, will there be a little bit of angst at the way that they've not thrown away a good position? I don't think that gives England credit enough, but certainly they've surrendered one in the same way that possibly England did at times at Edgbaston at Lords. Yeah, I think the, the, there has been some, you know, some brainless cricket on both sides. And I think you know, Pat Cummins, again, I, I've been obviously doing hospitality all week and talking about the leadership qualities of both men. Um, I think Ben is tactically a lot, obviously a lot better than what than what Pat Cummins is. And I think that's been shown up a few times in this uh, in this series so far. But Pat Cummins has led from the front like Ben has so many times. And look, I think you sometimes have to give credit to the opposition who get you to play the way that is, is happening at the time. So if the opposition puts pressure on you as a captain in a bowling unit and plays a certain way or the bowlers bowl well and your batters aren't up to the to the uh, to the challenge in that pressurized situation which we've seen on England and Australia's side I think sometimes you can look at look for things that aren't always there just because there's been low scores in the game I think Pat Cummins will be happy where his position is in this series at this moment um, I've got a, a message through. I'm going to ask you a question in a second, Harmy. But if you do love TalkSport, join the club today to link your Alexa and TalkSport accounts. Just say, Alexa, ask news broadcasting to log me in 
and we'll send a link to your Alexa app. You only need to do it once and you'll become a part of the club of the world's biggest sports radio station, which is, of course, Talk Sports. Uh, Tim Coles, too, and, uh, on social media says uh, to uh, cricket underscore TS, please can I ask how it is f- a fair test match when England benefit from conditions and Australia don't, homie? That's the way, that's the fun of the fair of what Test Match Cricket is, played over five days. You win the toss, you look at how the conditions are at that specific time. You try and get the advantage that England did get in that first uh, hour and a half on uh, on day one. Um, and you hope, you know, to... Yeah, when the conditions suit, and that this comes down to you know a little bit of smartness of the way you play, a little bit of smartness of captaincy, when things aren't going your way and the ball isn't doing a great deal, having you know a captain and a bowling unit that can just sit in and make put pressure on from that is is definitely the ones that are the best teams of all time and the best teams that 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 come out and win you know specific test matches and series so it's just unlucky if you get on the on the backside of a um of a condition um but one thing for certain like i said right at the top of this show if england lose this test match um they can't they can't play the the sort of hard luck card because they've had everything nearly everything go in their favor when it comes to conditions Time to hear from the former Australia captain, Mark Taylor, who's also been speaking to TalkSport's Sam Ellard. Shortly, we'll hear his thoughts on the Australian bowling attack and what it would mean for them to win the Ashes in England. But first, he reflects on the series so far. This Australian side is very good, no doubt about that. And I don't think they've played their best cricketers yet. You've only got to look at the contributions from Smith, Labuschagne and Warner, probably our three best batsmen. The three of them really haven't got going. Uh, Kawaja's been the backbone of our, yeah. our success so far, and obviously some runs from Travis Head, Mitchell Marsh here in this game have contributed to a couple of good wins, but they've been really close games, mainly because England have kept our big names mm. uh, down. Not out, but down. And then you've got our bowlers. I think Australia's bowling attack is second to none at the moment. Now Nathan Lyon's unavailable. It's, it's weakened a little bit. But we've still got very good fast bowlers and we've so far the big difference to me in the series is Australia have taken their chances better than England have. England have missed too many opportunities and that's why they find themselves 2-0 down when they could easily be 2-0 up. You mentioned the bowling attack, Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, Boland. It's not bad, is it? Is it the best pace attack that's ever come over to England for an Ashes series? It's got to be right up there, hasn't it? Gee, I tell you, if I say yes, all the guys I've played with will kill me. Um, oh, look, it's certainly up there. Mitchell Stark, I think, has given Australia um, that little bit of an X factor in the last couple of games, having missed out in the first one. But the fact they've got that sort of backup is great help. And obviously you've got Michael Nesser as well, who's yeah. a good bowler. He's on the fringes as well. And you need them over here, particularly when you've got, you know, was it five test matches in six weeks? So... If it's our best attack of all time, I'll, mm, that's hard to say. You've know, some good I, ones, haven't you? <laughs> I, always look, I always look at an attack that you know, I had over here at some stage. I had sort of McGrath, Gillespie and, and Shane Warne in it. It's, it's hard to say that's mm-hmm. not one of the best attacks we've had. And I'm sure people yesterday would say Lily at his pomp, you know, along with someone like Terry Alderman, who was terrific over here. Those names come to mind, but there's no doubt it's a very useful attack. It's consistent. And even under pressure, it always creates opportunities. And that's what you need in, in Ashes cricket. And what about David Warner at the top of the order? Is there still belief back in Australia that he's got a lot more runs left in him in Test cricket? Oh, there's certainly a hope. Um, I said the belief has to come from David, I think. Um, 
you know, I, I think after the second test match at Lords, I, I had him sort of just about penned in for the series. Because yeah, sure. even though he hadn't made a big score, he'd looked better to me. He looked a bit tighter. He got that sort of punch back into his game. Didn't look as good here. Um, there's no doubt that that round-the-wicket ploy from Broad has worried him now for a number of years because he tends to want to play the ball back on the onside rather than hitting it back towards mid-off. I think a slight technical change there would certainly help him, but also you've got to want to overcome the fact that Broad has now knocked him over, what, 17 times in, in Test match cricket. There's no doubt David's a, a strong-willed man, though, so he'll still believe. So I, I think the Australian selectors will probably stick with him, uh, but, boy, we, we could do... F- with yeah. some runs from him because he's the sort of guy that gets our winning started. And you can see from the second innings here at Headingley, Australia didn't have any impetus mm. yesterday. Warner goes early and all of a sudden we're, we're, we're working hard to get our, our innings going. When Warner starts brightly and gets us off to a, a good positive start, then Australia generally bat much better. Um, it feels like the Australia team that comes back here in four years' time could look a lot different. Maybe mm. quite a few guys coming towards the end-ish yep. of their career. So just tell me about this Australia team, how good they've been, and also just sum up what it would mean, not just to retain the Ashes, but winning Ashes series over here, because it's not something that you guys have, have done often. No, it, it'd be a notch on the belt of a lot of those Australian players you talked about. You know, there's four years' time... I, I, there's, there won't be David Warner, there won't be Usman Kawaja, there's a good chance there won't be Steve Smith, and yet none of those guys have won an Ashes series here in England. So I'm sure they would love to do that. You know, the, Mitchell Stark, um, you know, I don't know, know if he'll be back in four years' time either. They'd all love to, to at least say that we won a, an Ashes series here in England. They've won, a, obviously, a World Test Championship. They've been, you know, they've carried the, 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 the mace from the ICC as the number one side in world cricket during their time, but they haven't won an Ashes series in England. They got very close here in 2019, and I know that's something that this side wants to do. They want to add that to their resume. Come on then, Harmy. Prediction time. What's going to happen? What is going to happen on day four here at Headingley? Bear in mind, by the way, it might be more bad weather towards the back end of the day, so um, both of these sides need to get on the hurry up. We don't want to be here on Monday. No, I don't think we'll be here on Monday, and I think the game will be over by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Um, either way, England have a calamity and, and, and sort of go you know, too hard too early, and ball goes up in the air more often than not. Um, but I'm going to back my men like I always do. I'm trying to be as positive as I possibly can. I'm trying to get England to Old Trafford 2-1 down and still the series live. I think there's going to be a little special innings by Joe Root and hopefully we don't need the captain as much. England to win by 3 o'clock and hopefully by 6 wickets. Well, whatever happens, we'll be back here tomorrow, 7 until 8 o'clock on TalkSport, looking back at day 4 of Headingley. Hopefully we're going to get a few more overs than we did today. The forecast of tomorrow is not brilliant towards the back end of the day um, but it was uh, apocalyptic at times here today and uh, I must admit at half past three, four o'clock I was getting ready for them to uh, throw in the towel but we got some got some action and uh, here we are. So it's quite simple tomorrow. England need 224 runs to win the third test match. Australia need 10 wickets and um, uh, where's your money? The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. 
Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.